Welcome everybody to NEC Now on the NEC Overtime Pod. This is Ron Ratner. I'm the Senior Associate Commissioner of the Northeast Conference, and I am joined once again by Alyssa Tarsi, a former Sacred Heart women's basketball student athlete. Uh, we spoke last uh, August, and as a frontline healthcare worker, uh, we talked about Alyssa's experience navigating through the pandemic, and I thought it'd be a good time to check back in now that we've passed unbelievably the one-year mark. So, Alyssa, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, of course, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, some background on Alyssa from Clinton, New Jersey, went to North Hunter in high school right down the road from where I am. She played at Sacred Heart from 2012 to 16. She was an All-NEC second team player as a senior. And while she was at Sacred Heart, she majored in kinesiology and exercise science, uh, moved on to get her nursing degree at Northeastern, and is now a registered nurse at Yale New Haven Hospital. When we spoke, and last time we also spoke with Michaela Wolf, who was a, a former Sacred Heart women's soccer student athlete, we received great feedback on um, our conversation uh, mm -hmm. eight months ago. So we passed the one year mark. I felt this is the right time to get a, an update in your eyes, how things have changed in your, you know, your professional lives since our initial conversation. So let's start with when we spoke last summer, the country had experienced um, another surge in the early summer, I guess, in COVID cases, but it was nothing compared to um, what happened late in the fall and in the early winter again. But before we get into that, um, Michaela had talked about how, you know, she was redeployed into a COVID ICU last April and March and April and how physically and emotionally draining it was. And you didn't know what you were getting into each day. So as for you, Alyssa, as the pandemic went from weeks to months into the new year, even, mm -hmm. how were you able to keep your, your spirit up, your strength up to do your job at a high level day after day? Um, I think it really um, is just the support from all our coworkers, my family, friends. Um, I know I haven't really been able to see like a bunch of my friends or my family for a while, but just those, um, those random Zoom calls or those FaceTimes, everyone kind of realizes what um, kind of what you're going through and what everyone in the country is going through right now. And you just kind of need those pick-me-ups and kind of focus on all the positives that there are going on for everyone right now, um, just through these tough times. So you really just, um, you got to find someone who you can lean on. I know um, your coworkers, definitely those people have been huge support systems for all of us, just because they're literally right on the front lines going through your day-to-day -day, um, tasks and jobs and seeing exactly what, um, what you're seeing. I know my friends and family, they're really supportive too, but on the other hand, they, they just haven't personally kind of seen the stuff that we see going every day in the hospital. So um, I would say coworkers are definitely kind of the huge support system right now for all of us. You had, you had expressed um, hope last summer that there wouldn't be another surge. Yeah. As the uptick began in the fall, heading into the winter, did you have an inkling of how hard we would actually be hit? You know, being someone who works in a hospital, you know, the caseload, the hospitalizations were back up, the deaths were back up. Did yeah. you did you see that coming? Um, unfortunately, we kind of were preparing for that. Um, I know it's not good to prepare prepare for the worst, but we kind of were doing that all summer long. I mean, all the um, doctors and researchers kind of had predicted that there was going to be at least another surge. So. Um, after the first surge, we kind of calmed down a little bit and we um, we kind of got into the groove of what we had to do every day to keep these people safe and try to 
um, get them um, recovered and back to their baseline health. So we kind of did um, see the second surge coming. We didn't realize um, when or how intense it would be, but we definitely kind of were a little more prepared for the second surge. We, when you say you were prepared, that's a good, that's a good point I wanted to get at. Um, from the initial um, wave that hit last March and April, did you have maybe more established routines and practices on how to administer healthcare? Were there less PPE shortages? Were there more therapeutics to assist patients on the, you know, on the path back to health by the time we hit the winter? Yeah, definitely. So normally before COVID, I work on like a medical surgery floor. And um, once COVID hit, we turned into just a COVID floor. So you could only come to our, our floor if you were positive with COVID. Um, so the first the first surge, um, all the PPE, we were actually cutting in the wipes, like the disinfecting wipes, we were cutting them into quarters because there was such a shortage. Um, the gowns we would put on, we would be hanging them outside the rooms. Those are all single use products, but we were just such a shortage that we had to reuse everything. We were using an N95 for a week. So the shortages that we had the first surge compared to the second surge, I think a lot of companies, um, even outside of healthcare, they kind of jumped on board and kind of um, realized that this was a huge problem in the healthcare um, industry right now. So the second surge, when I say we were more prepared, we were never prepared for this whole pandemic, but um, we were more prepared in the sense that we had proper PPE. Um, we had other kind of helpers in the hospital there were um, retired nurses and retired healthcare workers that were coming in who hadn't been a bedside nurse or a bedside doctor in years. They were just coming to simply, um, they'd kind of almost wait outside the rooms for us and be, if we were like, oh, could you grab this medicine? Or could you grab something that we forgot? Just because you would be in these rooms for hours, all geared up. Um, so people definitely came and helped out. Mm -hmm. And when I say we were more prepared, that's kind of what I mean by um, more PP and more um, physical human resources. Did you get a sense over the winter that men, the, the cases that you were seeing, were people just getting weary of the COVID restrictions and letting their guard down because they were just tired of it all, as opposed to maybe when it first started and people didn't know anything? Yeah, I definitely... Um think that a little bit. I mean, it's human nature. We've been cooped up so long that people, you kind of see the numbers dropping for a minute and you want to go enjoy some nice weather, some a nice activity with your friends and family. So I do think that people kind of let their guards down a little bit. Um, unfortunately, it does kind of, that's exactly how those surges and spikes happen is when you let your guard down for a second, it kind of comes back in full, full effect. So as we inch closer to hopefully getting on the other side of it all, and vaccines obviously play a key role in this, uh, you being vaccinated, has it changed the way that you interact with your patients or at least in the least put your mind at ease when delivering care? It does really put my uh, mind at ease kind of a lot. Um, it's still, people still are questioning the vaccine and whatnot, but it really does put my mind at ease. Um, it's First of all, it's protecting myself. I actually had co I had COVID last um, winter, so it's kind of um, puts myself at ease knowing that I most likely won't be able to get COVID again. I can't transmit it between patients. Um, I can't give it to my family members or my coworkers or my friends. So the vaccine definitely has played a huge part. Um, 
kind of in this journey that I think it's definitely science is really pulling through for us right now. Have you encountered any vaccine resistance from patients? And, and if so, how has your hospital worked to instill public confidence in the safety and effectiveness of the vaccines? Um, I think we just keep trying to push the message that um, we all kind of have to jump on this boat to get vaccinated because it's only going to work if everybody kind of jumps on board. Um, people don't, for some reason, some people, I think, think they're immune from COVID until one of their family members or friends kind of get hit. Um, right now in the hospital, it's really surprising how many young um, people have been kind of hit by COVID. These past few weeks, I personally had college kids even who've come in and they've needed oxygen to be dependent like on and they can't breathe without it. Um, so I've had a lot of young kids in their 20s and 30s who I don't think people really realize the effect of COVID until it happens to them or it happens to one of their close friends or families. So that that's a good point you brought up. Do you think, are you seeing more, because this is, we're talking about, this is the NEC and college age students, are yeah. we, are we seeing more young people? Is it of the variant now that is attacking younger people? I don't know. You're the, you're the health person. So yeah, I know the variant they're saying it's coming in like 10 times stronger than the original COVID strand. Um, so yeah. And the COVID strands just affect every single person differently. Um, I know I personally experienced COVID and I really didn't have any symptoms at all besides I lost my taste and my smell. Um, but other than that, I was fine. But then now, um, some of my patients, I had like a 23 year old patient the other day and they were on like a non rebreather oxygen mask and could barely normally a healthy individual and they just couldn't even get up out of bed without losing their breath completely. So I think it's definitely this new strain is definitely something not to be messed with. So I think um, the vaccines definitely should be pushed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, you, you know, we talked a little bit about the COVID uh, weariness. How, how does your day-to-day -day compare today versus maybe what it was last year when we spoke? I think last year when we spoke, there was just a lot of unknown. Um, today, there still is a lot of unknown, but we kind of have worked through that unknown with research, the vaccine, things like that. Um, we've kind of been able to kind of not figure out what we're doing, but we just have a better understanding of what we're supposed to do in um, these situations. I know the drugs that we've been administering to COVID patients have completely changed um, since last year. They kind of found those ones to be not as effective as the current regimen that we're giving our patients now. Um, so I think just research and science and people, um, people in all aspects of the community really are trying to help in any way that they can um, to kind of get the, the rate and everything to drop. Have there been any adaptations in healthcare over the last year that you think have been positive that may become the norm moving forward even when we're out of this COVID world? Um, one positive is the flu rate this year was completely down. <laughs> I think that had to do with um, all the mask wearing, but I think healthcare workers are gonna wear masks probably for the foreseeable future. Um, but like I said before, just the teamwork and with all the coworkers, I think, um, like I said, no one truly understands kind of what goes on in healthcare and unless you really work at the bedside. So I think just the teamwork and all the kind of new ways that we've adapted over the past year, I think um, 
while they were scary at first when we were going through them, now it kind of is a new norm for us and we're all kind of there for each other. And we, um, whenever anyone needs anything, we kind of jump to it and help each other out. You mentioned teamwork and we talked about that on our, on our last podcast. Is there a lesson that you learned from your coaches uh, when you were a student athlete at any level uh, that still applies today? Yeah, I think teamwork really can be applied to every single phase of your life. Um, basketball in particular, you like you could be the best player on the team, but without your teammates, you're not going to win the game. You can't defend five players by yourself. You can't if you you're double team, triple team, you can't score every single point. So I really think teamwork kind of basketball um, has taught me a lot about teamwork and it kind of really has been able to be carried on through every aspect of my life after that. Alyssa, over the last year, what have you learned about yourself? I've always kind of been a positive person. I've never really kind of um, dwelled on negative things. I'm kind of an optimist, I think most people would say. But um, I think over the past year, I've just really kind of stuck true to those things just because so many people have gotten so down. Um, you really never know what people are going through either. Like many of my coworkers, they'll like on their lunch break, they'll run down to the, the ICU because their grandmother, their mother is down there with COVID. So I think really over the past year, I've kind of just tried to be like a positive light for people. Yeah, I'm just trying to stay positive and all the negativity going on in the world right now. That's, that's perfect. Love that answer. Is there, do you have more free time now than you did last summer? Are you able to find some time for yourself? Well, I'm currently going to school at Sacred Heart again to be a nurse practitioner. So I don't really have too much free time, but um, I'm trying. <laughs> hopefully, when the weather, hopefully when the weather is nice, I'll have some free time. <laughs> All right. So I asked you and Michaela last time a couple of questions that I, I think they still are relevant now. So I want to ask them again. And yeah. this was actually my favorite part of the last interview. I asked you, is there something that's happened in treating patients or at your hospital that has inspired you and given you that positive outlook to keep coming in every day and just grinding? I think it is those young patients that I've had um, in the past like months or so that it's crazy because they could literally be my best friend or my sister or my brother um, that are kind of laying there help like helpless on this um, on these non rebreather masks kind of fighting for their life, even though yesterday they were a completely healthy individual and kind of just seeing them like progress and kind of we turn down that oxygen a little bit every day. And we kind of just keep their spirits um, spirits up a little bit because it's laying in a hospital bed with no visitors or really no interaction besides those four walls and people coming in with all these gadgets on their face and gowns. It can be really depressing. Um, so I think just seeing these young people recover and kind of stay in these positive spirits, it just really keeps me coming back um, to help all the patients. That's great. What's your advice to people that want to return to their everyday lives? I know some people aren't going to like the answer, but get vaccinated. <laughs> um, it really, science is really helping us out right now. And really without it, we, I don't think we'd be able to go back to our daily lives for a long time. Um, so really these vaccinations are really important if you can get it. Um, I know in some states, it's really hard to get an appointment to get a vaccine right now, but if you can snag one, I definitely recommend getting it because if you guys wanna enjoy enjoy summertime and all the sunshine, I definitely think that um, that's the first step. 
So let's let's plug back into sports right now. Um, yeah. At the NEC, we, we've been able to return to the playing field, to the playing courts. We got through the hoop season somehow. I yeah. know you were following along with your pioneers. Um, yeah. Right now, we have fall sports playing in the spring, spring sports playing in the spring. Everybody's playing. It's been a, yeah. it's been, it's been quite a challenge for the student athletes, the coaches, and the staffs at mm -hmm. our member institutions because you have players and teams, you're testing positive, you're quarantining, you're postponing games, you're canceling games, you're stopping and starting. It's been, it's, it's been tough. Um, we have a, a COVID medical advisory committee that meets once a week for a year now to try to help us navigate and establish protocols to get us through this. So, so the, the pandemic in the, in the college athletic world, just, my, just like in the campus life world of college, it's been all, in, all encompassing. Um, Thinking about what the student athletes have gone through, and you yourself being one, and if you, you know, if you put yourself, if you were still a student athlete right now, mm -hmm. my question is: is knowing what you know now, as a nurse and as a healthcare worker, if you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? I really felt for all college kids in general, just because they're kind of you only you're only in college once, and after that, those four years, you're kind of in the past, but. Um, college athletes, especially, um, they've lost out on a lot of valuable lifelong memories. So I think if I could go back and um, tell myself something, I think it would just be to kind of value all those times you have. You never, you never realize really what we take for granted on an everyday basis. I mean, this past year, I'm sure everyone kind of has realized what we've taken for granted in the past. Um, I mean, just being able to see your family and friends, we've definitely taken that in um, for granted, but yeah, those college athletes, I think just, um, instead of complaining about all those practices, you just have to kind of change your mindset and, uh, and, um, just be like, wow, I, I get to do this today. I get to kind of do something that I love, um, and just kind of value the experience. Cause it really does go by in the blink of an eye. And especially with the pandemic, I know it's shortened a lot of people's experiences. So I think they really just need to value every game and practice, whether, you're tired or you want to do it or not. I think you really just have to um, make the most of every moment that you get in college um, sports. First of all, I want to thank you so much for giving yeah, us course. more of your limited free time. Um, we are so proud and appreciative of what you, Michaela, and all our alums who are involved in healthcare have done. There are lots of them out there. So thank you for that. Um, and while I hope we're at the tail end of this, yeah. uh, and we can put this in our rearview mirror sooner than later, but if you're open to it, I may call you again at some point yeah, no problem. To, uh, to talk and share your expertise and your experiences because um, you're awesome. You're an outstanding representative of not only Sacred Heart University, but of the Northeast Conference as well. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, of course. Anytime. You can call me anytime. I'm glad to help. Love it. That's Alyssa Tarsi, a former Sacred Heart women's basketball student athlete. And this has been NEC Now on the NEC Overtime Pod. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll see you next time. Thanks.